You may have heard of us, but you might not know Bank First is a community bank that has no fee ATM access, interest, and perks earning checking accounts. With online and mobile banking, mortgages for every stage of life, and modern business banking for businesses, small and big. We keep it all together to put you first. Do you bank with us? You should. Bank First is an equal housing lender and a member of FDIC. Well, it's Friday, and we've got a meaningful test in the game of football facing us tomorrow. Last week, Mark Gregory was one of those games where you go out, you just kind of knock a little rust off, you see where you are. Tomorrow is big boy football. Before I go any further, I am Charlie Winfield. He's Mark Gregory. We are in the Farm Bureau studios, and this is our Tracks Plus Deep Dig Arizona Wildcat Edition. Bear down, they say, but they're the Wildcats. I still haven't figured all that out. Isn't it kind of like they're winning one for the Gipper? They were having somebody that was about to pass away. This is a long time ago. And yeah. he uttered the words, hey, tell the boys to bear down. I think that's the case. I'm sorry. I don't know if I will get a chance to utter a dying phrase. Yeah, we, we went into detail probably. about this last year, I think. And uh, I have not gone back, and I'm not going to revisit history twice. I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt one time to tell their story. But I'm not doing it in back-to-back years. Yeah, it's kind of like the whole War Eagle thing. Yeah. There's Wikipedia. All right, big boy football tomorrow. I don't want to overstate this because Arizona is not great. This is a better Arizona team, I think, than what we saw a year ago. And the reason that I believe they are better, they got a little more size up front than they used to have both sides of the football. Two years ago, Arizona was wretched. Right In 2021, they were a terrible football team, terrible football well, program. coming off a of 20 with Sumlin. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And it's not, it's not their fault. It's not Fish's fault, who's done a good job as a head coach. They were left to die by Kevin Sumlin. And, hey, we said it at the time, not on the show, because this predates our show, but the decision to hire Kevin Sumlin at Arizona – was just mind-boggling. Kevin Sumlin at Arizona coached 29 football games. He won nine. Yeah. And, boy, there was a day when he was at Houston. There was a day even when he was at Texas A&M in the early Manziel days. And you're kind of thinking, this is a dude. I didn't mean to make our tracks plus deep dig. Hey, let's poke holes at Kevin Sumlin like they Arizona did in their footballs last year. That's another story that I'm going to jump on a little bit. Oh, man, I forgot about that. Yeah, they impaled three of our footballs last year. Like they, they had the turnover chain that a lot of people have. They had this sword, and we had three turnovers. Wouldn't a cactus have been more on brand yeah. than a sword? But didn't the sword look a lot like a cactus? Maybe that was it. Yeah. Hey, those game footballs are like $200 a piece. And so I wonder if we sent him a bill. I guarantee you Eric George sent him a bill for 600 bucks. Not only that, he's probably got a lean on their equipment when they get here tomorrow. <laughs> if they come here tomorrow, we're going to steal anything that doesn't have Arizona on it. <laughs> That's right, <laughs> and some of what does. All right, Bart, Arizona, this football team, I feel like they're a better football team. There's a few things that jump out at me. One, they lost some players in the portal from a year ago that helped them. They lost a really good receiver and if you don't like the transfer portal, you will not like the story of Dorian Singer. He was a wide receiver, very good at Arizona last year. They play USC. Caleb Williams basically says in the post game, hey, I asked the coaches when we're going to go get that guy. And they did. They went and got that guy. 
Well, and just by talking to people out in the on the West Coast, when you start thinking about NIL and the transfer portal, Arizona and USC are probably as aggressive as any schools out West. I mean, USC, they're one of the most aggressive teams in the country. But Arizona, where they are and how they recruit now, football and basketball. Now, I'm not talking about the other sports. They're dealing with two sports when it comes to NIL. That's basketball, number one, and then football a little bit, too. So when they lost Singer, they went to the transfer portal themselves. And that's where they feel like they're better. And that's what I was going to say is two years ago, they were wretched. They were better last year. They went five and seven last year. And they're better. They're taking the next step this year. Everybody thinks they're a little bit better this year than they were last year. But they started at the bottom. Started at the bottom now we're here. And that's where they are. Well, and they lost Singer, who's a really good player, but they still have very good wide receiver talent. The thing they did, if you start to look around the college landscape and you start to say, all right, where can I find guys? I would be willing to bet that the vast majority of premium, I'm talking four or five-star defensive line talent, is found in the southeast. Will you go with me there? Oh, I'm there with you. All right. And I do not count Texas in the southeast. And so if you're in Arizona, how do you go get those guys? Because there aren't many four- and five-star players who wake up in America's Georgia saying, hey, I think I want to head out to Tucson. I mean, it's a world and a half to get out there. But you go to Georgia, play a couple of years, doesn't go the way you want it to. The near-miss guy at an SEC school, in an elite SEC school like a Georgia and Alabama, can help make Arizona better. And I think that's one of the things you're going to see on this team. We'll talk about him more as we go. But Bill Norton, nose tackle, he came in in the transfer portal, 6'6", and 325. He was at Georgia. And he has changed this defensive line. That's been one game. I get it. It was Northern Arizona, et cetera. Keep in mind, though, that's a team that beat them a few years ago. But we go. how many times have we talked about the idea that your defensive linemen don't have to make tackles? Well, especially a nose guard, especially a guy on the interior. And just got to block it up, right? Right. You just got to plug things up, keep your linebackers free. And it's crazy. You go look at the numbers. If you pull up the stat sheet – and you see Bill Norton's name, you're going to see one tackle. It was for a loss of about a yard. Big deal. But if you watch it, what yeah. you see is you got a lot of linebackers who were able to move around because that guy was hard to move. I don't think I'd be surprised if big Bill Norton, as they call him, had made either of our players to watch. But watch the battle tomorrow between Cole Smith and Bill Norton. And then look and see how many times does Nick Jones at left guard how many times does Steven Lasoya, right guard, have to help with him? Because if they do, that's just freeing up a linebacker. They're different in stature, but Kyle Love made a long time living in the NFL just because he was a movable object at nose guard. And so he played with the Patriots for a long, long time. You mean immovable? Immovable. Couldn't move him. Could not, no. You ain't moving Kyle Love. And so then you ain't moving this dude either. And so, yeah, I, th- I think that's something very big to watch. I know we always want to start with the quarterbacks and that kind of thing. Hey, and I know we got to jump into our numbers and that type thing. One last similarity between these two schools I think is worth discussing. Will Rogers, Mississippi State, played for Mike Leach. Jacob DeLara, Jaden DeLara, rather, quarterback at Arizona, 
transfer from Washington State where he had been signed by Mike Leach was the freshman of the year, I think, in the conference out there. Two guys with at least some Mike Leach connection. The other thing that's similar is that I think both fan bases would tell you we're going to win or lose depending on how this guy plays. And as much as we as outsiders look at DeLar and say, man, this guy's really good, they've got some frustration with him because the one of the glaring differences between Rodgers and DeLara is this. Rodgers, to borrow your volleyball term, he stays in system, right? I'm not talking about being a system quarterback, but he stays within the confines of the play call. DeLara takes it only as a loose <laughs> suggestion. Yeah, he really does. And that's the thing looking back at last year. And I guess you want us to jump into our numbers right now because that kind of leads into my first number. Let's have at it. All right, and so our numbers, of course, we're in the Farm Bureau studios here in downtown Starkville. Farm Bureau will go with the home team at Farm Bureau. And this is our Tracks Plus deep dig. And these three numbers brought to you by our friends at Maroon and Company. Maroon and Company, maroonandco.com. They have the interlocking MSU gear. Go to maroonandco.com backslash 90s MSU. And they've got just, if you're coming to the stadium tomorrow, Charlie, it's a whiteout, wearing white uniforms. Hey, and here's a well, I don't know if we're wearing white uniforms, but it is a whiteout for the fans. Uh, the graphics suggest that we are. Okay. And so let me give you a number before you give your three, and that is 15. Yeah. The number is 15, and that is the percentage off that you can get at Maroon & Company off most merchandise by using the code LEFTFIELD15, whether online or at checkout in the store. I don't know you're in the club. Yep, left, 15%. Left field 15 at Maroon & Company just before you get to the uh, just before you get to campus. It's right by Chick-fil-A in the Cotton Mill Marketplace. All right, so my first number, and it kind of goes back to Jane DeLara, and I w- I'd like to see four First number is four. Four quarterback pressures in the first quarter. And here's the reason I say that. Last year, we got to him. We hit him. And he was seeing ghosts out there. He started scrambling around when he had time. He started falling down in the pocket when there was nobody within three yards of him. He got popped early in the game last year and just kind of shut it down. We, we had him so far out of his game last year. We just overwhelmed them and got pressure. All right, so I want to be sure I understand what you're telling me here. You want four. Four. In the first 15 minutes of the game. Four pressures. I'm not talking about sacks. I'm just talking about four pressures. I'm talking about four times that we pop him pretty good and make him dance around a little bit. Okay, well, um, I, I, I got a feeling we're going to come in here and say that number was a little bit high. Okay, that, that's fine. He was pressured, by the way, ten times in the game last week. Last week? Last week, ten times. But that was Northern Arizona. You want four. That was an FCS minutes. opponent. Yeah. They're about to – hey, what they're talking about is it ratchets up for them this week. All right, here we go. So, anyway, four quarterback pressures in the first quarter. That's my first number. My second number is three. The thing about Arizona is this year they love to use their running backs in the passing game. Swing passes outside, get them one-on-one. They had a lot of success last week. Their, their running back group is actually pretty deep and pretty good. And so the thing that I don't want to see, and my number is three, three receptions by a 
running back that go for more than 10 yards. This was an explosive offensive team for Arizona last year. Three running back catches over 10 yards in the game. They're going to throw it out there. We've just got to make tackles in the open field. Yeah, so I'll tell you the guy to watch there, the starter, Michael Wiley, at running back. Looking at that exact number, I think the, I think you're on to something because here's why. He caught six passes last week out of the backfield. Here is, by the way, a little bit of a left-side bias there on those receptions. But here is what jumps out at you. On passes behind the line of scrimmage, of which there were four, he went for 47 yards after the catch. On passes down the field, 16 yards after the catch. So, all told, he had 63 yards receiving after he caught the football. The, we're not talking about deep wheel routes. We're talking about guys getting in the ball in a hurry. So, I, I think that's a good number to look out for. And the re, another reason I say that is because they know what we know, and that's how much pressure we got on the quarterback last year. And what does that do? Is that really takes Delora out of the, the situation of having to drop back, wait, 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 and get pressure. That relieves the pressure is what that does. I wouldn't be surprised to see that in the first three or four plays in the game tomorrow is that swing pass out to a running back. No, and if you think about it, they like to go to the left side. It's the right side of our defense. Left side, as you're looking at it from the offensive side, that gives me the most concern. So could be an interesting matchup there. I'll buy that number. I'm going to stay with the defense for my third number, all right? All three of my numbers are going to be about our defense. And that's the number one. No more than one play for Arizona over 20 yards in the first half. This is a big play potential team. They averaged like seven or eight plays last year over 20 yards in a game. We had a lot of success last year of keeping them away from the big play. How do they get confidence in this game tomorrow? If we come in and we get correct pressure, we can tackle, the last thing we can afford is to give up a big play. And they have big play potential. And so I'll give you one, but not more than one. Well, it's asking a lot because you look at the receiver, McMillan, uh, one of the guys that we'll talk about, and, and he's not even arguably their best, Cowing probably the most versatile. But McMillan's a guy – who twice last week himself caught passes more than 20 yards down the field. And you just have to wonder how much they're going to try to test the back end of our secondary. If we do that, I think we win the football game. I agree. All right, let me ask you this question. Do you think – I think this game could go two different ways. We won 39-17 to last year, and I didn't think we played that great. I thought we were probably – 20, 30 points better than Arizona last year. That that gap has probably narrowed a little bit this year. I think you could see a game. What we want is a game that's 42 to 21 or 38 to 17. But you mentioned the back end of our secondary. They're much more physical up front. The back end of their secondary is not very good. This is a game where if if you let it it could lead you to the path of a 47-44 to 44 Pac-12 after dark type game. You and I offline yesterday were talking about former quarterbacks at Mississippi State, and one of the names that came up was Tony Shell. Remember Tony Shell? Oh, yeah. Late 80s, and the thing Tony could do, he could throw it. He could, he could spin it, man. And I remember he came off the bench in a game against Georgia that we played here in the late 80s. Throws like five touchdown passes. We get beat 42-35. 
tomorrow, it, it seemed like both teams, every time they got the football, it was it was the Oakland Raiders, you know, the old every, <laughs> under Kenny Stabler. Yeah, every play is an attack upon the end zone, no matter from how far away. And I just got to thinking about this game coming in this morning. Could this be? Could this be the game where both these secondaries get really tested, where they both get taken apart? Because I'll be honest with you, I don't, I don't know what we have yet. I know DCAM, you feel good where you are there, feel good about Marcus Banks, but I don't know, you know, Preston's okay. But you know what I'm saying? You don't know where you are as a unit. Where are you all put together? I kind of think we know a little bit about where Arizona is, and I don't think it's very good. No, I don't think their their secondary is very good. I, I really don't. So those are my numbers. I stayed low. I'm going high to low, four, three, and two. That's uh, four quarterback pressures in the first quarter. No more than three catches by the running backs that go for over 10 yards. And I'll tell you what, I'm going to amend it because you've talked me into it. I'm, gonna, I'm weighing on Yarna. Uh-huh, you, you're weighing on me. You're about to raise the number, aren't you? No, I'm not going to raise the number. You're going to take that to the first quarter. No, I'm going to leave my number at two. Two play, two catches over 20 yards, but I'm going with one player, and that's Cowing. Cowing can't have more than two catches over 20 yards. Now, wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. You've completely redone this. First, it was big plays. Yeah, I know. And now you're limiting it to catches, and now you are further limiting it to just one player when I just got through telling you that McMillan is the guy who had two catches over 20 yards last week. But I'm going to tell you it's going to be Cowing. All right, here's what I'm telling you. I'll give you the change. I'll let you amend your number if you take both McMillan and Cowing and say that combined they can't have more than two catches okay, I'll for take 20 that. yards in the first half. This is what uh, I get on to my 12-year-old son about is being easily influenced. And just by listening to your rationale just a moment ago, even though I've gotten this, this thing written down, I'm going to go, yeah, two catches over 20 yards – McMillan and Cowan together. How's that? All right. All right. I'll play along. I mean, that takes away the running backs. I'll, I'll takes away the tight ends. Okay. All right. So that's your three numbers. Yep. Four, three, and two. I'm going to start a little bit higher with my first number. <laughs> you kind of surprised me. You stayed low. You went low to low. Being conservative today. All right. So here's my first number, 235. That's the number of yards rushing that I think we have to have in the ball game tomorrow to have a chance to win. Well, we had 298 last week. Should have had over 300 without the kneel downs. Right, but, we're, I mean, it, it kind of goes back to both these teams. It's hard to take too much out of last week because of the competition. Here's what I know. This is a team that a year ago allowed 209 yards a game rushing. They had three games that they allowed more than 300. They allowed drives last week to Northern Arizona of 16 plays, 9 plays, 8 plays. Some of those, by the way, were penalty-aided. But only allowed 106 yards rushing. Now, that's before a sack adjustment. I just got through a little bit ago pumping up Big Bill Norton, a defensive tackle. But you know what he is. He's a, a middle-of-the-road SEC defensive nose guard. All right, you can't, you can't let him shut down an entire running game. We're obviously going to try to do things differently. Now, then you could logically say, come on, man, that number needs to be 275. It goes back a little bit, though, to the idea that this secondary is so bad and we're going to have to work off play action. So my view of this is establish the run, show that you can do it, do it, play off it, 
then do it again. You know, last year, that's the, the one thing that we did do is we came out. See, Arizona got the football first last year, drove down and scored with ease. And then we were able to come right back and answer that, but we did it with a run game. I mean, you think back to our first drive, Dylan Johnson, Woody Marks last year. We established the run early in that game. It went over 100 yards in the game, which you say big deal. Well, for us, that was a big deal. That was a big deal last year. So you kind of wonder, you know, what's in in their defensive game plan? Is it to put eight guys in a box and dare to throw it over the top? I don't know. I almost think that's what I would do to us. I don't think I would let Woody Marks beat me. I think if I were the defensive coordinator, I'd say, I'm taking him out, and the rest of you can figure this thing out. But 235 rushing yards that we needed the ball game. My second number is 25, and that is the number of rushing yards the quarterback Jaden DeLara can have for Arizona tomorrow. Now, that's what he had a year ago. But here's how DeLara hurt himself last year in the ballgame against us, and here's how he hurts himself often. He can scramble. He can move. But so many times last year, he could have run for another 30 yards, and instead he winds up and throws it, typically to us instead (laughs) of them. Had DeLara been a little less – Happy feet. Yeah, there was something – a little less of a gunslinger, that game is different. I'm not saying they win the game, but it's a different game if he takes the 10 yards instead of trying to throw it for 40 into double coverage. And I think that goes back to my first number, too, about the pressures and about getting to him because we got to him so early last year. It, it affected him. It affected him big time. All right, so 235, then 25. My last number is zero. It's the number of interceptions we can throw tomorrow. Arizona – did a better job. In fact, they were one of the most improved teams in the country in turnovers year over year. So I think they actually had 10 more turnovers forced last season than they did the season before. Only three interceptions all year, though. They were doing it by forcing fumbles. Now, we threw one to them last year. We can't throw any to them this year. Well, along those lines, and you just brought up a great point, is last year Arizona – was reaching and grabbing and trying to strip balls away, and they were very active in that game against us. And that's that's just kind of who they are on the defensive side. You talk about can't throw interceptions, but one of the things to watch if you're a fan at the game tomorrow is just watch how aggressive they are at trying to rip the ball free. We fumbled twice out there last year that turned to be turned out to be big fumbles. I think one of the things to do other than look at your interceptions is – taking care of the football from a running standpoint tomorrow after the catch or a running back, they're going to be reaching in there trying to grab it. Yeah, high and tight. And that's one of the things you look at the young guys going to be touching the football, Seth Davis, Creed Whittemore, those guys. Going to have to have that kind of point of emphasis with them, keep it high and tight. Johnny Nansen, the defensive coordinator for Arizona, I mean, he's a believer in forcing turnovers. So that's a look at my three numbers, 235 yards we need rushing, 25 rushing yards we need to limit the quarterback DeLara to zero interceptions. I don't take exception with any of your numbers like you took exception with mine. Well, it wasn't that I opposed your number. You just didn't like the the caveats? I just wanted you to think about it. (laughs) And now it's time for our two players who can smoke you, where we each look at two players from the opposing team you need to watch out for. Brought to you by our friends at Two Brothers Smoke Meats. If you want to talk to Bart Gregory, Head on down to Two Brothers. Pretty good chance you'll find him there at noon on a Friday. 
yep. scarfing down some wings. The only thing I'd say is don't get too close. Unless you're bringing napkins. <laughs> I just can't use enough napkins, man. Yeah, don't poke the bear. <laughs> That's right, yeah. Two Brothers Smoked Meats is the best place to people watch in Starville on University Drive. They've got the, the balcony up top, and you can sit out on the front porch, but the food is what you go there for. Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Yeah, I like the wings. Charlie likes the tacos, the cheese fries, the barbecue cheese fries. So our two players that can smoke you, brought to you by our friends at Two Brothers Smoked Meats. All right, the first one is uh, – first guy I'm going with, Charlie, is the wide receiver, number two, Jacob Cowing. He started his career at UTEP. He's good. He's just a very good – this is the best receiver we've seen this year. Going to kind of give you an idea of what you're going to look in the SEC. He's in the SEC type of player. Made a catch in all 12 games last year. He's made a catch in 44 consecutive games coming into this season. And so he's the guy, Charlie, that to me – even though T-Mac, McMillan, I know he's a big-time player, but Cowing is kind of that safety blanket for Jaden DeLora. Cowing's really good. I mean, he's an all-conference player. He'll be one of the better one of the better guys we see all year. I'm buying that one. And simply because I think Arizona is so offensively driven, and I'm not a buyer of their defensive stats yet, but I'm going to stay with a running back, number six, Michael Wiley. Wiley, the running back, He's the guy to look for making the catches out of the backfield. He rushed for 214 yards, three touchdowns last year against Arizona State. He has big play potential. And, of course, he's on the Dote Walker preseason list like every other running back in the country. All Pac-12 honorable mention. I think Cowing at wide receiver number two and number six, Michael Wiley, that really gives them a pretty good offensive one-two punch. All right, so I'm, I'm buying those. So you just took one of my guys. Did I really? I'm sorry. That's okay. So I, I am nothing if not improvisational. So my first guy then is um, going to be Ephesians Prysock, the cornerback. Great first thing, man. And in the book of Ephesians it says, he who steals must steal no longer. So no interceptions tomorrow for Ephesians <laughs> Prysock. That's what we're looking out for tomorrow. Um, this is a team trying to figure it out in the secondary. So Prysock, a guy last year, he played in 10 games. He started in three of those. And he's a guy who got better as the season went. They play UCLA at six solo tackles. That's a ball game they won at the end of the year. Kid out of California, big guy for a corner, 6'4". You know, we look at DKM and think he's long and rangy for a corner. Prysock, 6'4 to corner. Wearing number seven, he's one of the guys to watch out for. And then I think I'm going to go with McMillan. You know, we talked about him, the receiver. T-Mac, he's a preseason all-conference type player. Pac-12 freshman of the week a couple of times a year ago. But here's what he is. He is explosive down the field, and he's got size. What do we think about all the time when you match up against defensive backs? Speed. And size, ability to go get the football. From Hawaii, McMillan he is six foot five and he can run. He's a guy who is a significant downfield threat. Two catches last week, again, down the left side of the offense. Where have I told you I've been worried about us defensively? He can get loose longs. T Mac, the other guy I'm watching out for. Wasn't he like a five star guy coming out of high school? I mean, he was a legit big time high school recruit out of Hawaii. Yeah, in fact, he is the highest-ranked recruit in the history of Arizona football. Number four nationally wide receiver, number 
36 player overall. And that's the thing. When you go back and you look at recruiting rankings over the years, it has not been terribly strong. In fact, how about this? In 22, Jetfish comes in, has that bad 21, says, we're going to get this thing turned around and we're going to start with recruiting. They were thrilled over the number 22 ranked class in the country. Last year, they were happy with the number 39 ranked class in the country because it's one of the first times ever they've gone back-to-back top 40 classes. Imagine if we rolled in here with a 39 ranked class. Wouldn't be pretty, right? And so you get a guy like this, he jumps off the page at you. He's different. Yep, those are two guys brought to you by our good friends at Two Brothers Smoke Meats on University Drive. And, of course, this is our Tracks Plus Deep Dig. Tracks Plus now with five locations. It all started in Hickory, Mississippi. Now they're in Hattiesburg, Columbus, Bessemer, Alabama, and Alexandria, Louisiana. Go by and see our friends at Tracks Plus. The customer service is outstanding. They have a big Big service center down in Hickory. Go to TraxPlus.com. If you're in the market for new or used heavy machinery for the foresters, for the dirt contractors, Saney excavators and mini excavators, Barco equipment for the forester, but they have all kind of different brands as far as their used equipment. One of the biggest, largest volume used distributors in the Deep South as far as forestry equipment. And so that's our friends at TraxPlus. All right, Charlie, I guess time now for our one more thing. We did a lot of one more things last year about Arizona. Have you ever been to Arizona to Tucson as far as going to the University of Arizona? I have not. We've been out there a couple times with baseball. Of course, men's basketball went out there a couple days before we had the snowball, and we beat Arizona at the McHale Center in basketball. And that was a game, I think, when the, uh, one of the students tried to get a little uh, over the top with Jack Crystal. By the way, Mr. C passed away nine years ago yesterday. And so, but that was one of the funnier moments that I ever heard about Mr. Mr. Jack was after we won, some of the things that he said to the student section at Arizona. But hey, it's a great campus. It's a good setting down there. You're about two hours southeast of Phoenix, about an hour, hour and a half north of Nogales, which is at the U.S.-Mexico border. Really good food out there. It's a dry heat, though. But I don't know if I've ever told you this story. I think I have. We were playing Arizona in baseball. This has been 2005. First game of the series, Friday night, and at exactly 9 o'clock on the Friday night game, they got guys all over the bases. Sprinklers come on. The groundskeeper had gone home. They had to call him. He was the only guy with a key to the shed behind center field. And it took them 15 minutes to get the guy back up there to turn the sprinklers off. So we had a rain delay on a clear night in the middle of the desert. Well, that's not something you see every day. Of course, they had the floods in the desert out in Las Vegas here with the Burning Man Festival. You seen that? I did see the Burning Man Festival. Did you see where... People couldn't get out. Was it Chris Rock? Yeah, right in the back of the... Right uh, in the back of the truck. So, yes, that was going on. All right, so here's my... uh, couple of things, by the way. Rob Gronkowski, graduate of the University of Arizona. So you start to think about tight end play. Here's a guy for you. Savannah Guthrie, if you like the Today Show, you can see her work. Jerry Bruckheimer. Jerry Bruckheimer. Didn't realize that. TV producer. Flashdance, Top Gun, The Rock, Crimson Tide, Con Air, 
Armageddon, Enemy of the State, National Treasure. I didn't realize he did Beverly Hills Cop. Wow, that's old school. Pirates of the Caribbean, or as some people say, Caribbean. Craig T. Nelson, the original coach. You ever watch that show, Coach? I did, just a few times. What was the guy you had, uh, Luther Van Dam? It was the uh, – He was Dauber. So, <laughs> I mean, they ran that whole football program with Luther, <laughs> with Coach, and Like three guys. Geraldo Rivera, who did not find anything to do with Al Capone a long time ago. Steve Kerr. Gary Shandling. And oh. I know you watch a lot of the Kardashians. Courtney. Courtney went there. Andre Iguodala went there. And Nick Foles, the guy who back upped his way into becoming a starting quarterback in the Super Bowl and winning one. All right, so that's really all I've got today Yeah, on Arizona. They don't have anybody of the stature of a Henry Cooper. No, they don't. I guarantee you. They don't make jalapeno cheddar out in the desert. Nope. They don't have anybody that can make as good a sausage as Henry Cooper at country-pleasing sausage. But here's what you can do. Let's say you live in Tucson. They you actually ship. want some sausage. We can get it to you. Well, and that's what's funny. So uh, I talked about this the other day. Nick Byrne, who worked in our office at the Bulldog Club, of course, the son of Greg. Nick went back to Arizona and works in the Wildcat Club. And so he comes to my office yesterday, and I've got a country-pleasing hat on. And he's like, hey, you know, let me tell you, I play golf all the time out in Tucson in that country-pleasing hat. And people are always saying, what's that pig? And so we have shipped country-pleasing to Tucson because we have done it before to send it to Nick. The influence grows. Hey, i got to get off subject one second because you talked about son of Greg Byrne. I failed to mention that the offensive coordinator for Arizona is one Brennan Carroll. Oh. He's the son of Pete. Pete Carroll. Wow. This is a team that's got a lot of pro influence on it. Okay, so this is what's interesting. Do you think Brennan Carroll has ever had country-pleasing sausage? He should. He should. Hey, here's a, here's a little known fact for you. Cedric Dempsey at one time was the president or chancellor or whatever they call it out at Arizona. And, oh, by the way, the president at Arizona right now is a native of Jones County, Mississippi. Do you know that? Robert Robbins? Yes. Went to South Jones High School. I think he graduated at Millsaps. Has a degree from another school in the state of Mississippi. He was a cardiologist. And he was now, a cardiac surgeon. Yeah. yeah he's, and, and so he's the he president. He went to Millsaps. How about that? Yeah, and so he's going to he, – he will be at the game. He's in town this weekend. But – How many guys go from cardiothoracic surgery – to being university presidents. I know. He did heart transplants. That's, wow, how about that? So, Cedric Dempsey was the president at Arizona at one time and then became the head of the NCAA, right? Cedric Dempsey. Had a wife named June. June Luke was her maiden name. Do you know where June Luke is from? Louisville. Nanawoya. Kind of the greater Louisville area. Well, I'm telling you, man, it's the center of the universe. We're taking over. Not Knox Pater. We're talking about Dana Williams. <laughs> now that you're no longer running for office, <laughs> he can start throwing inside on the good folks at Knox Pater again. Oh, yeah. But you will never throw inside on our friends at Woody's. That's right. And, hey, people asked me all last weekend, and just for further disclosure, talk about the election. I did lose by 169 votes in the runoff. Out of almost 10,000 cast. Yeah. So it was close, but I got beat. So that's over. We're not talking politics anymore on this show. But we hope that our Bulldogs fare better in the ballgame tomorrow. 
Yeah, no close losses tomorrow. No more close losses at all. Yeah. A 169 vote would be like getting beat by two on a last-second field goal tomorrow. Speaking of field goals, Arizona is good in special teams. They are. Um, the kicker for Arizona, Tyler Loop, 28-31 in his career, and he's never missed inside of 40. Kyle Fury had a good start last week. Gets to go to class this week. Everybody's patting him on the back. Hey, you talked about cowing, by the way. Man, you got a lot of little things here, right? A lot of little tidbits. But we tend to think of Tulu Griffin. You'll have Xavion back tomorrow in the return game. You talked about guys getting downfield and making catches. Cowing, you got to watch out for in the return game. He's good. I don't know that I'd want to punt it to him. And here's the other thing we didn't do. We weren't kicking in the end zone. That's what I was about to say, too. You better kick it a little bit deeper than you did last week. Well, yeah, but take the wind for the opening kickoff. But do not give him a chance to return it. You know, if you'd asked me two months ago, when I'm, we talked about this last week, when you're circling wins on the schedule, this is one that you circle pretty quickly. Well, because it's the second game of the season, because you usually start at the top. But Arizona's better than they were last year. They're a better football team. This is not going to be a cakewalk. Are we a better football team? In places, I think, yes. In other places, I think there's questions to be asked. Well, and that then gets into the concept of the whole team, right? (laughs) I mean, are we better? I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Tomorrow will – I think tomorrow will help answer a lot of those questions. I completely agree with that. Maybe I should say that a different way. We may not know if we have a good football team after tomorrow. We'll know if we don't. Yeah, that's a good yeah, that's a good analysis. See, I'm patting you on the back there. See, that's what I'm here for. Yeah. All right. Thanks guys for hanging out. We'll be back on Sunday. And of course you can catch Bart and me tomorrow on the pregame show and postgame show. We'll be at Bulldog Burger breaking it all down and hoping that we are in a good mood when we do. See you on Sunday.